Hello, my name is Chance Strive, and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. I want to say thank you to anybody who's tuning in, wherever it is that you're listening at. I do appreciate the love and support. Trust me, I do this shit for y'all and nothing else. And make sure to sub to the YouTube channel. I don't care where you're listening, even if you're not watching this video, but show some love to the YouTube, please. I appreciate that. Um, this is going to be our seventh episode, and it's a topic that I really do want to talk about. And a lot of people, I feel like, ask me questions around, like, the idea of, like, how do you heal from things that you've gone through and stuff like that. And that's exactly going to be the conversation today. It's going to be, does time really heal? And we got that with... MK Mommy. I'm back. Y'all can find her at that at on IG. Life of MK. On Twitter. You know. All that. Instagram. Everything. All right. Even though it's my podcast, you know, I feel like I'm going to direct the question to you first. It's only right. Mm-hmm. Do you truly believe that time heals? No. That's the same point on it. Time do not heal. And why do you believe that? It's a constant memory that you'll always have with you. It's something... When you say time, does time heal, I usually think of something traumatic I went through. Something that's not very happy. And when I think of that, I don't think I ever heal from it. You know, I don't want to get... I don't want to steer away from the topic but that also leads into a lot of reasons why a lot of us in our community doesn't tend to go to therapy, talk about it, everything. We usually just, we're always on go. We're doing things to get our minds off of it. Time doesn't heal. It just moves time. Yeah. I think for me, like, I don't believe time heals, but I don't think it doesn't, but I do believe that it helps. I don't believe time heals, but I do believe time helps. Because I think, for me, the whole idea of healing, I think it just really depends on how it is that you look at it. For me, I feel like a lot of the times where I've had time to go through, like like you said, like the tra- most traumatic things when you can think about it. Although I'm not hurting as much as I was hurting when that was currently happening, I just know for a fact there are things that I've gone through, and I'm going to be completely honest with myself. I just know there's never going to be a time where I'm not going to look back at that situation and feel some type of way about it. Never going to, like, I told this story, not the story, but I've, t- I've talked about this a lot. It's like, for me, one of the most traumatic things I've ever gone through in my whole entire life was losing my pops, right? Losing mm-hmm. my dad when I was 10. I'm 10. And you're in a world where literally it's just toxic men. So, like, trying to figure out, like, hey, how, how do I, how does this work? How, how's, what, what does a man look like and everything like that? Like, that's one of the most traumatic things that I've ever gone through. And I don't think it's possible that I'll ever heal from that. Right. And it's not in a bad way. It's like, oh, I'm still stuck on it. It like, happened a minute ago. But I know there are instances where, like, I watch a show and there's, like, a bond between, like, someone, someone like, some some type of father figure role, like, with the main character. And whenever something happens to that character, I'm not going to hold you. And a lot of animes, I don't know why, <laughs> animes, parents die a lot. <laughs> and whenever, like, I seen, like, somebody that was a main character, which I tend to relate more to because I just have that person where I'm just out there type thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see, like, that person hurting because of something that they went through, like, that had to do with their father, I always feel that pain. There's never going to be a time where I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Like, I healed. No, like, I can handle it. I think that's all time is good for. Like, it gives you, it, it lets you understand how to cope with shit. But I think that's all you realistically need. I completely agree. agree. Like, how to cope with it and not be toxic with it. I completely agree. You said not be toxic with it? In terms of, like, your mental health and how you go about dealing with it. In other words, like, finding a way to cope with things that's not detrimental to your mental health. I'm glad it's not toxic for you. But from 
what I've seen growing up, especially if I can only speak for myself, but also from what I've seen within our community. And it's not even just our community. I feel like it's other people. It doesn't even matter what race. We don't take the proper steps to really tackle what traumatic event we just went through. We don't take the proper steps to really process it. You know what we do? We sit here and we replay it time after time again. Same time next year, five years later. We replay that exact moment. We replay exactly how we felt. You ever journaled before? Yeah. So I started journaling and um, this person told me, when you journal, you write down the time. Time, exactly the same time that you're writing in your journal. And before you start getting into your feelings, you write down how you're feeling at that moment. A year later, I've journaled for about a year now. I want to say the other day I looked back into my journal from eight months ago. I read it. And it was like a time where I actually was crying while I was writing. As I was reading it from the start, from the letter, I started crying. It's so crazy how our words have so much power. You know, like I feel like I'm much better today than I was than the day that I journaled. But when I read that and I remembered the event that I went through, I never really healed from that. Time didn't heal for me. Time let me move on. Time let me figure out what else can I take my mind off of? What else can I do? What can I put my energy in? And that right there is one of the most detrimental things to your mental health. And that's the whole reason exactly. why I said you can't try to heal from things. Well, you can't go through something and then just ignore it. And I think a lot of people do it. I'm not going to lie. Like There are times it's very rare that I do this because I put my mental health above everything else, honestly, mm -hmm. over my mother, over anything. And it's not even a bad thing. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, no one's going to value you like you value yourself. Right. Until you understand what it is that you really deserve. But once you hit that point where, like, you know everything you deserve, you know what you, like, you know what should come your way. For me, when it comes to the whole healing thing, like, I know if I don't deal with some shit, it's just going to bite me in the ass. Mm -hmm. I care for my mental health. So in other words, I really don't like the idea that something has so much control over me, whether that's people, whether that's events. I hate it. I know there are certain things I will always have some leeway over me. But I think it's just more about learning how to deal with that. Like if something happens and I start thinking of my dad, I don't just try to go smoke. I don't try to go. I don't try to drink. I don't ignore that shit. And I think a lot of people do that. And that's the reason time doesn't heal for most people. Even if you do believe time heals, right? Let's just go along with the fact that somebody believes that. It doesn't, like, a lot of people be like, oh, time doesn't heal. But then it's like, you actually didn't do shit. The whole entire time, you just went on and kept on living with your life and you just thought it was just supposed to go away. It doesn't. Just because you forgot about it for a few seconds doesn't mean shit. I feel like that's why you'll see a lot of people, you know, like a lot of, we had a lot of hotheads in like high schools and all that yeah. shit. Those people, they seem like they're doing good 24-7 until hmm. they get to a point where they get mad and you see a whole different person and you're like, where the fuck did all this anger came from? Came from a lot of built-up pain, a lot of built-up traumas, a lot of shit that was ignored. And I just don't like that. Right. The idea that I'm just, somebody can just get me to spill some shit and then just act out of character, it's not ever going to be me. Let me tell you this, that same person was me. Actually, it still is me, but... A better me. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm way better now. Okay. You know, 
and I just want to take the time to say I really appreciate what you just said. The fact that you even know that you have your triggers and back to your coping mechanisms, like you don't, you choose not to drink, you choose not to smoke. And I really respect you for that. I admire that because a lot of men can't even say that. But to talk about it is that a lot of our peers choose to do so because that's cool. It's cool to go to a party. You can't go to the club without drinking. You can't go to the club without smoking. You can't go to the club without popping a molly. You got to do something. Got to pop a perk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's not cool to go and go see a licensed professional. Yeah, I, I talked about this in one of, one of my episodes and stuff like that. It's like just more around the men. Around mm-hmm. like, and it's, I, don't, I wish I could blame. I wish I could put the blame on a lot of men. But I was fortunate to have a mentor when I didn't have a father. That took mm-hmm. over that father figure role. That helped me understand a lot of things. And it was someone who understood my flaws as well as they understood my strengths. So it was somebody that I just trusted everything they said. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know, it's like, when you meet somebody that really has your best interest in mind, once you figure that out, it's hard to doubt it. Mm-hmm. Because they're consistent. It's not like they pick and choose which days that they tell you to be an amazing person and the next day they could give a fuck about what you're doing. And for me, the reason why it's like, I'll put so much effort into making sure my mental health is just good because I got other people to be there for. I can't help somebody unless I can help myself. And I realized I tried to do it for so long. Like my friends called me Captain Savo. Like I just wanted to help everybody. Like I just felt like if it was your burden, I'll take it just because I know you. And there yeah. are times where like random people will text me, can I vent? And I will say yes. And now that I have a platform, a lot of people will come to me. But then I realized, like, when I was going through my breakup the first time, a lot of people will DM me and things that I would normally reply to, advice that I would normally give, I didn't give it. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't in a state where I cared about how somebody else was doing. And it's not disrespectful, but it's just, like, I'm my number one priority. But I always make sure that I'm straight as much as I possibly can be so I don't have to turn somebody down. Because I know I could possibly just spend five minutes talking to somebody. That changes their whole entire day around. Like somebody watching my podcast tells me, hey, that's the reason why I opted out of a toxic relationship. But I know if I was going through the same shit that I give advice on, I wouldn't have been able to affect that person that way. You know, I smiled throughout the whole time you're talking because I'm thinking of someone who's my mentor, I guess you could say. You know, I'm very close with this, with, I can I can say it, Um, my ex's mother. She, I feel like she's a guardian angel. I feel like God placed my ex in my life for me to meet his mother. He I'm, won't be punching the air when he sees listen, this shit. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's cool. That, that, that's the homie, you know? Ew. But I realized, like, the reason why he was entered into my life was for me to meet his mother. She's my world. She's my second mother, you know? And she's got me out of a lot of things. And let me just tell, say it to you. It's okay to confide in someone. It's okay to let your wall down. It's okay to let someone in. And it's okay to be vulnerable. Like, before I even let this woman in, I dragged her son through hell. I wanted to be the man. I wanted, my ego was up. My pride was up. I felt like it was weak to show love. I felt like... You know, it was just a lot because I'm I, I'm the man of my own home. Yeah. Me and my father's relationship, not the best at all. Yeah. You know, I'm the oldest, so I play dad. 
you know, so when he came into my life, it wasn't the best. He didn't meet me at my best moment. So I'm not proud of it, you know, and um, with his mom, she showed me like it's okay to be feminine. But that's my story. The reason why I'm bringing her up is because I want people to know there is someone like you just described who can be consistent, who can care. And one thing that she taught me, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to put yourself first. Like how you said it. You said, I, I put myself before my mom. I do the same thing. It sounds harsh when you hear it. Yeah. But when you can relate to the position that you're in, I can relate because one, I'm Haitian and you already know how that goes. Trust me. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Goes, Strict parents, Haitian, that's another episode, baby. But just to know I can relate with you somehow, some way, I get it. I understand, you know, how, and especially, I sometimes feel like I'm a healer. I don't think time heals because I think I'm a healer sometimes. Don't quote me on it. Don't get mad. Hold on. The reason why I say that is because I feel like whenever I meet people, I push to help them. I don't care whatever, whatever it is. I need to take you to go get your driver's test. I need to take you to go get, um, you know, renew your license, get, renew your passport. I don't care what it is. If it's, if I help you one way or another, I'm cool. But I tend to do that for those who don't do nothing for me. I feel like, and I feel like a lot of people can relate. You ever just feel like sometimes you're just put on this earth to just help others? Like maybe I'm a child of God and I'm just here to just help you at the moment. And that's just about it. If someone would come to me if you're trying to fuck. Can I swear on you? Yeah. Okay, if you're trying to fuck with me, you know, um... I feel like I'm going to help you get over whatever past trauma you went through in your relationships, but me and you won't work out. I feel like I still stand. I don't believe time heals, but I feel like there are people to help you heal. Yeah. I definitely believe if that. If that makes sense. But, no, it makes sense. I just think pretty much what you're pretty much getting at is like, there's a path to healing that a lot of people just don't take. Like, I think mm -hmm. like to summarize everything, there's a path to heal a lot of people don't take, and it takes time. I think that's the only time where time actually kicks in. Like mm -hmm. It's just the fact that there's a process. There's something that you're going to have to go through. You went through this, but I think the very first part, which is the reason why a lot of people don't heal, is it's impossible to heal from some shit you haven't accepted. It's impossible to come to terms. Like, if you cannot come to terms with what it is that you Can want Can I do through, a mic drop? <laughs> you will never yep. get over it because thing is for me for the longest I wasn't healing from my father passing away I was just in my room crying every single night and the reason why I cried was because the reason why I cried was because that wasn't a reality that I wanted to accept like I did not want it to be my truth every single time I cried I found myself asking why there's no way like it's almost like but I realized I can't keep lying to myself the more I lied to myself the worse I got because the more every little points of weakness that I had it just flowed and I feel like that's a thing that's so amazing about your brain sometimes but it's just so ass once you start hurting it triggers other pains that you had that are that are similar if I think about my father I will think about my grandfather and if I keep on thinking it's just like you bro you just have to accept it if you don't you're gonna drown yourself in what it is that you're going through See, that's there's the no thing. healing from there all you can do is just put on a mask but the whole time you're going to be crying behind it. So. I didn't think I was going to tell you this story. Oh, my gosh. You're going to make me cry. Um, One of my biggest things that I'm trying to heal from is my father. Yeah. 
you know. Um, sometimes I don't even address him as my father. I call him my sperm donor. He doesn't do the things he's supposed to do. What a father should be. Listen, yeah. he was in my life. He did want to be in my life at some point. You know, it got our relationship really got toxic. You know, other people got involved, and he did something to me that um, there's no coming back from. Yeah. You know, and I think for my father that your father's supposed to be the first man to show you what love is he is the your he is a girl's first love if my dad couldn't properly love me why would i take another man why would you even believe another man is possible and now you know why i gave my ex hell you know and my ex you let your guard down listen you became the strong to protect i became the man I became everything that I resented in my father. And it took me a long time to realize that until I met this woman. I don't even call my ex my ex no more. Until I met my friend's mom. It it took a lot. My healing was, was all over the place. I was I went from laughing to crying to saying, nah, this ain't this ain't it. This what am I doing? Like, I don't even talk about my feelings. I don't talk about what I go through. But we, me and her are related in so many areas of our life that is crazy. I really do feel like I'm, I'm the younger her. I feel like she's me in the future. Like, I believe in that shit now. But um, I feel like, damn, now that I'm having this conversation, maybe time do heal. I think time helps you understand how to deal with things. Exactly. But to me, I believe that's what healing is. Mm-hmm. Being able to be in control of what you go through. Mm-hmm. It leaves a scar. Remember that? What you mm-hmm. the notes? <laughs> I think a lot of people think like, we look at healing, it's like, okay, you were like this, you got hurt, and now you're going to go back to the person that you were. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that and you shouldn't want it to work like that. The shit mm-hmm. that you go through should stand for something. You don't, ask what the, you don't ask for anything that's ever happened to you. It's not like you deserve that shit or anything like that. Shit happens. You deal with it. You move the fuck on. But everything that you've ever gone through has to be, you have to find a way to find a positive out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I went through so much shit growing up trying to be, like, not having a father figure. Like, me not having my dad was something terrible that happened. Did I ask for it? No. Did I deserve it? No. But because I didn't have a dad around. Honestly, like, if I, people have asked me this question, and I've told them this, and it's surprising to certain people. If I could go back and change how this shit happened, I wouldn't. If I had the chance to bring my father back to life, I wouldn't. It's just a hard thing to say, but the reason why I wouldn't is because some because of that experience, it made me into who I am. A lot of people are not grateful mm. for their pain, but I think you have to be. I'm grateful that I'm not saying I'm happy about it. Like, come on, like nobody would be happy losing their father. Like I'm mm. happy. like that was my world, but losing my dad, wow, made me made me like there was such a void that I had, mm. and I walked around with it for so fucking long. But then along the lines, I realized that I had to fill that void. But that's when your strength's kicking. I didn't have a father, so I didn't know what it was like to be a man. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to cater to a woman's emotions. And I didn't understand how to value women. Mm-hmm. I just manipulated them and got what I needed. But because I realized, like, oh, now that I don't have this, I should be fine. Like, I, I worked on my ass off to be all those things. I hated the idea that I didn't even know how to speak to my own mother at times. Mm-hmm. But then... I worked my ass off, and I decided to get today. It leaves a scar. 
But the scars are reminded that you won. You didn't give up. Scars are for soldiers. Exactly. That's what I say. Scars are for soldiers. And you, my friend, are a soldier, okay? And you're still going through it. it you're you, always going to deal can't. with some shit. I think that's what people expect. Like, there's no easy part to life, bro. Nothing. Easier, like, I, but there's always going to be something. Every struggle, like, there are struggles to every, any lifestyle you can possibly think of. And that's the thing that I hate when people look at influencers or, like, you look at celebrities, you just think their life is so fucking great. Think about how much you like late night walks or like just being able to just walk randomly like like peacefully. Yeah. A celebrity doesn't get that. Think about how nice it is to go somewhere and nobody fucking knows you. Mm -hmm. You can do you can be whoever you want. Mm -hmm. I go to the mall and I get recognized. Mm -hmm. I've had a dude fanboy over me. It was the, <laughs> like I'm not saying like it was weird like oh like like sexuality and shit but it's like add another straight male see me. <laughs> And then got excited. That's great. <laughs> like he, he, <laughs> that's I was great. Off the bathroom. He walked out. He was like, he came out, and I was about to go. And he's like, oh shit. He was like, yo, I'm not even gonna freak out. And he kept on walking. <laughs> <laughs> like I coach. Like I could adapt you up. Right. They get a little scared. Yeah, but it's like there's always gonna be struggles. There's always gonna be shit you gotta deal with. But understand the fact that every time you overcome the battles that you're given, you come out of it stronger than you were. I wanna I wanna piggyback onto the story that I that I brought up. The reason why I brought it up is because I'm not fully healed from that, and it's okay. It takes time. It's a process. To heal is a process. To heal is you gotta love that process. Human to heal is um to actually there is beauty and healing, is. and it takes time and patience. You know, like for who I've become. After dealing with my father and I've put those things on to the men in my life after, it's not fair to them. And I'm not saying everything I did to them was right because it wasn't. But I'm learning from them. And I, I can tell you right now, I would never do what I've done to that person, to anyone else. You know what I mean? But it took for me to do that. And it wasn't even, I can't even say it was just his mother. It was his sisters. It was his cousins. His entire family. It took his entire family to put me in check. They had to take me. Actually, they took me on a trip to New York. It was a girl's trip. Oh, shit. Uh, for my birthday. It was around my birthday. And we sat down and we had the realest conversation you could think of. Just calling me out, you know, just saying like this masculinity that you have. It's okay to put it down. It's okay to be submissive. It's okay to, you know, everything that... I became my father when I really looked back at it and I didn't even know. We become everything we hate. Just like how, exactly. I don't know who said that quote, but. Exactly, just the, like how. Once you start growing up, you. Exactly. I know some, of my, some of the people that tune into me are like more on the like 15, 16 type shit. But mm -hmm. once you get in your 20s, that's when you have that realization and you start. Like it, when I first heard that quote, it made absolutely no sense to me. Right. How the fuck do you become something you hate? Listen. But I think a lot of people try to avoid they do. Becoming something. They do. And but then you slip into it by doing that. You know what's that. funny? I was, the men who came into my life were nothing like my father. Nothing like him. So why did you They were amazing. Why? why did you treat them the, the way, the, why did you give them the treatment your father deserves? I think it was because my father wasn't around for me to give him that treatment. So you just. So I just gave it to the next man. I just felt like, I felt like. How could you love me? How could I believe that you love me? 
And the one person who is supposed to walked out. I have an important question for you. Hmm? If you understood there was a very... If you didn't believe that another man could love you, why were you still willing to get in relationships? I'm going to get you to realize something. I was trying to fill in the space of a man. But you understood the fact that... In my life. You didn't have faith in men. I didn't have faith in men, no. So where did it come from? I think I just wanted a guy to just fill up that space. To just be there. But I wanted... I was so determined to be the man in the relationship. And at the same time, I didn't see that. And you just realized why a lot of guys are fucked up. And why they treat women in a way that's negative. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we give women passes for how they treat men. Because we look at it from an emotional point of view. Right. And we look at it from your emotional point of view. And when I was emotionless. Men, it doesn't work our way. No. Because it's so expected of us when we when it does happen, it's like, oh, you just ain't shit. Mm-hmm. But when a woman in your situation is that way, a lot of people won't really call you out the same way we call out men. Mm-hmm. Even though you were doing essentially the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. You took advantage of somebody's heart that was willing to dedicate everything to you. Well, let's not let's no, not say that because you know I ain't the bad guy here. You know, in my opinion, that's exactly what it is. Whether you were intent, whether you meant to or not, intent doesn't matter, right? Just because you didn't intend to hurt me doesn't mean my feelings didn't get hurt. Didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So intent doesn't fucking matter. Throw that shit out the window. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, right? You had no faith in men, but you still chose to have one around. I wouldn't say I had no faith, actually. It, it, it came off been, that way. No, no, no. It came off that Be way. Don't think about what you told yourself it, when you were in that situation. Looking back at it now, do you think that it was possible for you to actually have faith in a man? Or like you said, you had no. an amazing one in front of you. No. And you it was still not. chose to disregard all of that. Because no matter how much he reassured you, no matter what he did, it didn't matter because what you need what you needed to be proven was never gonna be proved by him. I think what I needed to be proven was you're never going to leave. There's no way he would have ever been able to prove that to the person that you were back and then. And that's self-sabotaging that's to my point. me. The person that I needed to prove that because to Because I was needed you. an unrealistic goal for him to meet. Yeah. Because you know there's no way you would have ever believed that. But may I remind the ladies and gentlemen of the court that I'm no longer this person today. But back in the day, yeah, I was running my fair share of game. I was, I didn't care of his, fe- I didn't care for anyone's feeling at that. You know, I just wanted to make sure that I was good. You know, that whenever I wanted his affection, whenever, you know, I wanted the slightest bits of love, I got it. And that was enough for me to just go about my day. You wanted to be satisfied, but you wanted to be protected at the exact same time. Wow. This is why this is a chance to strive, huh? So you think you could just read me like this? (laughs) All right. Anyways, time does not heal. I do not think so. But I do think with time is a process. And with the process, there needs to be patience. You have to be patient with yourself. And... Learn to trust someone. Learn to confide in someone. If I don't know what it was about his mother and then his family. If I could tell you right now, if I didn't go on that trip, if they didn't call me out on my shit, I probably still would have been the same person. Yeah. But it took for that to happen and for me to separate from everyone to come to realization that that's not who I want to be. 
you know? So, and everybody's story is very different. I'm not speaking for everyone here when I say this, but however you want to let this resonate with you, just be patient. Yeah. I think the reason why people aren't patient is because you don't fall. I think you should give it time, no matter how long it takes, because Mm -hmm. I'll see so many people like they'll hit me up and be like, yo, like, how do I get over this person that I was like, no one is supposed to tell you how to heal. Everyone's healing process is different. Mm-hmm. I can tell you things that work to me and maybe you get lucky and those exact same shit works for you. But I am who I am today because I learned how to become my own mm-hmm. soundboard. I don't need to talk to somebody. Like I had that and I realized what it did for me, but I don't like the idea that I need people for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't mind allowing people to do things for me. But the idea that I can't get some shit done without you being there isn't some shit I rock with. Right. Even my mentor told me this is kind of like, as much as he helped me with, as much as he invested in me, the one thing he always taught me was, at one point, I can't be this person for you anymore. You're not supposed to have a mentor that mentors your whole entire life. You have mm-hmm. a mentor that teaches you how to mentor other people. But at first, I got to get to the level where he got. And he pretty much t- showed me the process. But yeah, so... I think my final, the thing, last thing I'll say for this is fall in love with the healing process. It's a process. A process takes time. But that, is the, but that is the only thing that time does for you. It just gives you time to figure it out. But you're supposed to put the fucking work in. It's not just going to come to you. And figure out how to do things for yourself and make sure it doesn't affect you or anybody else around you. A lot of times we build up this persona to protect ourselves but in the process we heard a lot of amazing people we come across and i promise mm-hmm. you you will always regret it mm-hmm. you always regret it it's impossible not to regret treating someone like shit maybe you not may not regret it while you're that person but when you when you're someone who's capable of reflecting your actions it's gonna suck and that person doesn't deserve that you don't want to you don't want to get in the way of your own blessings don't block blessings let's take your time I think I'm going to end this with fall in love with yourself. Once you put the time and energy into yourself rather than your trauma, a lot of things are going to start coming towards you that you didn't think you were ready for. And it's going to be great. Just be patient. Allow for you to have time. Don't rush it. So fall in love with yourself and always remember it's okay to be selfish. Sometimes. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. We're going to thank her one more time. Yeah. yeah, Thanks for having me. Keep on doing what you guys are doing. And understand that you deserve everything that you want. You got to go get it. (laughs) Wow.